Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Presented by Mosing Motor Cars. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Happy New Year, gearheads. Welcome to 2018, first show of the new year. This is John Massengill sitting with Les Kaiser. Absolutely. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Speed City. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting to have some time away from the studio. And well, your luck has run out. I'm back. <laughs> Les is back in the studio. Jonathan Green is going to join us here in a few minutes. And, of course, he's going to be... Yeah, where's he, Waldo? Yeah, where's Waldo? Well, he's headed out to the Toyota Racing Series over in New Zealand. He's literally halfway there, or not even halfway. He's out in, in uh, California, and we're going to grab him on the phone here in a few minutes. And uh, speaking of the Toyota Racing Series, we've got a young gentleman who's going to join us here in just about a minute. In Can- other words, we're starting off where we left off. Yeah. We're starting up where we left <laughs> off with the winner. Cameron Dodds. Yeah. It all started with electric go-karts. Yeah. Well, we're going to have him on in just a minute, but we're also going to talk a little Formula One today because obviously with a few weeks off, a few things happen. We're going to talk about some of the hot topics that are going to be going on in Formula One. And of course, we're going to have Jeremy Shaw. Of course, we're going to cover the the roar, which happened this weekend, getting ready for the uh, 24 hours of Daytona. Yep. The 24 hours of Daytona in three weeks. And Jeremy Shaw is out there, and he's going to call in in just a few minutes, and we're going to get an update live from him. But, Les, like you said, we're going to start off with Cameron Doss. Hey, right where we left off, back with Cameron. And, uh, you know, folks, recall, Cameron talked about starting off in electric carts. Uh, You know, here here in our area, we've got K1 Speed. Cameron's neighborhood, the Audubon Indoor Speedway. Happy New Year, Cameron. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Hey, so you're you're packed up and and probably ready to head to New Zealand, aren't you? No. Actually, I've been in New Zealand for the last uh, two days. I think. Yeah. He's already there, man. He's already in New Zealand. Awesome. Yeah. So tell us what's going on over there so far. I mean, I, I, this is your first time into the new, new Toyota Racing Series, and uh, this has got to be super exciting for you. Yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, I haven't had the chance to explore much of the country. I've just been resting and acclimating to uh, this time zone. Uh, but so far, it looks like a really nice country, and everyone's so friendly. So uh, I'm, I'm going to head to the track, actually, in, in a little bit, uh, do a seat seat fitting, uh, see the car for the first time, uh, meet some of the team members and the other other drivers. So it's, uh, it's gone well so far. Well, just so everybody knows who you are as an American, uh, Cameron Doss, and he has uh, already a tremendous history. 17 years old. He's already won the inaugural season of the new Formula 4 United States Championship. And uh, Cameron, at, at 17, this has just got to be blowing your mind over there in New Zealand because some of the biggest names in racing have come through the Toyota Racing Series. And it's got to be just exciting for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, certainly some illustrious names have come through here. And a lot of drivers really have their breakthrough after doing this series so i'm hoping the same happens for me <laughs> yep there you go you well uh there's there's nothing but an entire country going to be watching you down there because when we get when we get americans down in the toyota racing series we try to pay attention and of course you're going to have mr jonathan green mr toyota racing series himself he's been i think i don't know how many he's been to cameron but he's gonna he's on his way there right now and he's going to be down there so you can uh, lean on him for 
any of the local cuisine or any other tips about the track down there as well? Yeah, certainly. Well, Cameron, let's talk about your aspirations, obviously, and, and how the Toyota Racing Series plays into that. Obviously, you've got high goals, you know, racing in open-wheel cars like this. And so how do you expect the Toyota Racing Series to play into those into those plans? Well, I think uh, the, the purpose of this trip to New Zealand is really to just gain experience. And if winning a championship and winning races is a byproduct of, of getting that experience, and that's great. But really, it's just an opportunity where you don't have to stress about uh, what the end result of the championship is. It's just about getting as much seat time, as many races, uh, being around a lot of other talented drivers who don't have any pressure either. Um, and usually that, that yields the best learning experience. Yeah, because Toyota Racing Series is one of those unique things in where you can get so much track time. And I don't know, that's why, that's a big reason why every year we talk to young drivers who are going there is that you get so much track time in, in such a short period of time and, and get so much experience. And, and, I, and I know that, so these cars are not the, 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 the fastest around the track as, as compared to some of the, the higher horsepower cars, but the concepts are all still the same and... Uh, and all the uh, and all the experience you get is obviously very relevant. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we're condensing almost an entire season's worth of racing in five weeks, and to my benefit, uh, it's running on the same Michelin tires that I'll be running in uh, Euro Formula next year. So, um, yeah, that's going to be really, really helpful for next season. Oh, that is good. And and by the way, that is a good point that you squeeze an entire season. I mean, really, that's that's kind of the whole thing with the Toyota Racing Series that you squeeze essentially an entire series, an entire season into that five week span. But that's cool. I didn't realize it was the same tire as the uh, as the F three program. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, certainly a lot of tire testing, uh, which normally, because there's a testing ban in Euroformula at this time of year, uh, it's really helpful to come down here and have all that experience on these tires before I actually go back to the preseason testing in, in March. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm just looking at the most recent winners of the Toyota Racing Series, seven, 2070 Thomas Randall and uh, 2016 Lando Norris, who's... Uh, he's in Daytona right now. He's in Daytona down for the roar uh, alongside some guy named Fernando. I don't yeah. know. I think that's who it was. Fernando but, Alonso, a rookie. I hope he does okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, exactly, uh, Cameron, that's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of thing you expect. You know, these guys, when they get through with this, uh, I think it's a fantastic thing to have on your resume, too, because of the, the, the success of the predecessors through this series. Yeah, well, certainly. Uh, I mean, the amount of experience I'm sure those guys got from this series uh, really pushed them through that year. Uh, but from what I've heard, it's not just experience that helps them with taxes and gear, but it's it's experience that helps them through their entire career. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what I gain from it. Well, talk about the uh, talk about the rest of the year for you, twenty eighteen. What your expectations are, and and after that, I want to ask you even longer term than that. But talk about twenty eighteen. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited to uh, announce that I'm actually going to be doing Euro Formula with Carlin in twenty eighteen. Um, so you know, I, I've had experience with Carlin last year. I ran with them in British F three, so they're a great team of people. Uh, and they're really committed to my development, which is, is what a driver really wants from a team. Um, and, of course, they have quick cars as well, which is always uh, always handy. 
Um, but I, you know, I want to go for the championship, and I think I'm in the right place to do that. Uh, and I've been putting in the effort, and certainly uh, this this Toyota Racing Series is going to help me with that. Um, and long term, you know, I'm, I'm looking towards Formula One, uh, and if I do well in in your corner, then I'm looking at uh, following the the FIA's ladder through FIF three, and then uh, perhaps FIA Formula Two after that. Uh, but uh, I mean. It- just to jump back to the British F3, Trevor Carlin has a big history of finding drivers such as Cameron here and really propelling them into a serious career way beyond where they are today. And so uh, I know uh, Jonathan and I were speaking to him at uh, Indy a couple years ago, and some of the names that he threw out, you know, before long, we knew who the names were. And, you know, I totally expect that he's going to be able to do the same thing for you. Yeah, I mean, he, he took me on right when I started uh, driving race cars. And back then, you know, I, I was probably four or five seconds a lot quicker than I used to be back then. And, you know, he still uh, took me under his wing and and, and devoted uh, his time and his, his, his uh, engineer's time to developing me. And I think I've come a long way since then. And I'm sure he's going to do the same uh, over the next few years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, those guys at Carlin obviously are one of the best racing organizations in the world, and you got to be excited about being a part of that and and learning with those guys. And, I mean, because it's they're, they're top to bottom, an organization like that is going to be super professional and, and, and the best of the best at all the positions, so it's got to be exciting for you. But I tell you what, uh, Cameron, it's really fantastic to hear an American a young 17-year-old American driver aspiring to Formula One because, you know, it's we love having the track here in Austin and now the Liberty Media behind Formula One uh, and Haas F1 in in, uh, in Formula One. It's just great to hear that. Uh, and, and how much of what I just said, Austin, Haas, uh, all that, has, has that played into your desire to move to, to Formula One? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, uh, Formula One hasn't been so big in America over the last decade or so, but um, it's really starting to become popular. And I'm starting to hear, you know, people who aren't even actually interested in racing start to talk about Formula One because they're hearing it with the with the uh, influx in media that Liberty is uh, spreading around, and it's becoming certainly bigger in this country. And I think that means it's it's the perfect time for an American to come into the sport. So uh, it really couldn't have come at a better time that I. I started to do this. Well, Cameron Doss, we are excited to have you back on the show again and love it that you're down there in Toyota and in New Zealand for the Toyota Racing Series. I think it's waving the Yankee flag. Yeah, that's right. Waving the American flag. (laughs) Uh, Best of luck to you. And of course, we're going to be following you all season and your whole career. So we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you very much for having me again. All right. Talk to you soon. I love it. I love it. And, you know, like I said, over the years, we've seen a lot of the Europeans go down for that racing series because it's their off season. It's, you know, it's uh, summer in New Zealand, and it's great that the Americans are really gravitating that direction. Connor Daly went down and checked it out, and, and now we've got Cameron down there. So uh, we got Jonathan there. He'll keep a pulse on it for yeah, us. Yeah, and we're going to get Jonathan on here in a minute. But, uh, hey, speaking of Connor Daly, he and Alexander Rossi were doing – uh, not dances with stars. Not that, no, it was the amazing race. That's what they it was. Are still on. Well, I, I was I was kind of afraid to to watch it because 
uh, Connor Daly didn't really do all that well in the American the Ninja spelling? Warrior. No, the, uh, oh. the Ninja Warrior thing. Okay, yeah. But, you know, uh, he Connor, had a little struggle on the well, Amazing he's, Race. He's a bigger guy. You know, those those Ninja Warrior guys all look like the body fat. Spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, anyway, but apparently Alec Rossi and them, I haven't, I've got it DVR'd. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, they, they did all right. They did all right. Uh, there, there was some jousting between those two guys and uh, <laughs> Alexander teasing him about teasing Connor about sleeping on Alexander's couch now, but uh, you know, truth be told, I think it was actually the other way around for a while before IndyCars. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go and take a break. When we come back, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go out to Jeremy Shaw. He's out at Daytona for the Roar, and we're going to get his take. Jeremy's a great guy. His background in motorsports goes way back as a commentator, as a as a facilitator. So we're going to get Jeremy Coach on here and just mentor. A, yep, right after this short break. Listen to Speed City live in 2018 from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Mosing Motorcars is Texas's only authorized dealer for Superformance products. Superformance's Mark III is the only Cobra replica built under license from Carroll Shelby. There's no finer example of a Cobra around. Mosing and Superformance is your supplier for all the great race cars of history. The GT40, the Mark III Cobra, the Corvette Grand Sport, and the Shelby Cobra Daytona Coupe. Mosing Motorcars, 2420 West Breaker Lane, online at mosingmotorcars.com. Superformance and Mosing Motorcars, drive yourself happy. Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education from 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel, no matter the situation, no matter what you've done, or where you've done it, or how well you've done it. We'll make you better. The right choice for breaking news first. Talk 1370. The right choice. Hi, I'm Wayne Rainey, and you're listening to Speed City. 
Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosey Motor Cars. Wayne Rainey bringing us back. Speaking of Wayne Rainey, we're going to be—we're not going to forget about our two-wheel audience here. Oh, uh, we're going to have plenty of coverage of, of course, MotoGP and, uh, and and you know, Motor America and Super World Superbikes, all the rest. Uh, as the I'm season seriously goes on. anxious for MotoGP this year. You got you know the Panigales coming out different. I'm just uh, I'm just itching to get things fired up. Yep. Well, we're, right now we're going to talk about Daytona because the roar down at Daytona as they prep for the 24 hours coming up pretty quick, and we're going to have Jeremy Shaw on here in about one or two minutes. But before we have, bring Jeremy on, I want to I want to bring some, play some clips from, from Fernando Alonso who's down there. Uh, the because, biggest story. Yeah, the big story, of course, with Fernando Alonso, the Formula One amazing driver who's down at Daytona with McLaren. And uh, we these are, these clips are from uh, from yesterday, and, uh, Friday and for, Saturday. From, from Friday and Saturday, it yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, because he, you know, he's kind of doing the same thing again that he did for the five hundred last year, and it's all new to him. It's a different view. He, you know, uh, it's a great thing that he's learning. He's talking about the view is different in these cars yeah. than anything he's driven, and it's it's a little daunting to him. All right, well, let's go ahead and play. Uh, let's play this part one clip of the uh, of Fernando Alonso down at uh, at the Roar in Daytona. Yeah, it's, it's more or less the same uh, goal as Indianapolis. First of all, try to to learn um, different driving techniques. Uh, try to uh, to learn from from the specialist of endurance races and um, try to. Uh, be a better driver when, when uh, the 24 hours um, uh, finish, you know, so uh, that's the first aim. Um, first time for me in Andurus race, first time in a prototype car, first time driving at night, uh, first time driving with GT around, so many new things that will come, you know, step by step. Uh, so that's, um, that's uh, quite a big challenge, but uh, I'm ready to uh, to to enjoy first of all and um, as it happened in Indianapolis you know if you feel the opportunity and if you feel competitive you uh, you go for it you know there is always a, a competitive uh, uh, person inside of all of us here drivers and teams so as soon as you um, you smell the blood you go for it you know, like the sharks yeah, man, that's the first time he said a couple of those first times. First time driving at night. First time driving with GT cars all around. Right, that's pretty cool. The uh, and to do this at night, you know, certainly they do uh, the race overseas for F one, but uh, it's a very different because you're going for so long. I mean, essentially, what he's in is uh, one stint is an F one race, basically. You know what? Let's we got Jeremy Shaw on the line right now. Let's go ahead and bring Jeremy on right now. We've got that other clip from Alonzo. We'll we'll keep it in the bank there and play it back here in a few minutes, but. But let's get Jeremy live from Daytona. Mr. Shaw, how are you, sir? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much, guys. Good to, good to hear from you both. And, uh, yeah, it's been interesting down here. It's been mighty cold, but really interesting. I know. it. You know, about every other year, it, it turns out to be cold <laughs> down does. there in Florida. Everybody's <laughs> expecting it to be warm. But, yeah. Well, so what's uh, what's the big story? I mean, I know Alonzo is one of the big stories. What's going on down there? Yeah, it's been it's been a really great uh, three days. It's Like I said, it's been really it was literally freezing uh, pretty much on uh, on Friday, but it's warmed up gradually. Today it was up in the 60s, so uh, much more representative, I think, I presume, for what we're going to get on race day. But it, it was fascinating. I mean, it, it, the field is huge. It's just stacked with quality drivers. You talk about Fernando Alonso, though, who obviously is a big story. 
Um, but the, also interesting is the fact that he's sharing with two kids who have a combined age of, of the age of Fernando Alonso, <laughs> which is 36, uh, and two, you know, immensely, one in particular, immensely talented young man in Lando Norris, who's going to be moving up in the Formula One ranks uh, before too long. Yeah, we were just talking about. Uh, we were just talking to Cameron Doss, who's down in New Zealand for the Toyota Racing Series. We just had him on right before you, and you know, we were talking about how Lando came through there. And 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 you're right. I mean, exciting, talented guy to watch. It's going to be great. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch him in three weeks down at Daytona, much less the rest of his career. But uh, uh, what are the other stories down there at at, uh, at the Roar? Well, I mean, there's 50 cars uh, turned up. There's 20 prototypes this season, and, and the, uh, the quality mm. is absolutely fantastic. There's nine GTLM cars. There's uh, whatever it is, 20 or 19 or whatever it is, uh, GT Daytona cars. And, you know, and I could say it's super competitive. It's, in terms of the prototype ranks, uh, the Cadillacs, once again, have got, got the legs on everybody, uh, it, it, it would appear. Uh, they've got a new engine this season, or a, a revised engine. It's down from 6.2 litres to 5.5, but it's clearly a very, very effective tool. The, two, the four Cadillacs were at the front of the field in terms of the, uh, the times. And they have actually they had a proper qualifying session today, um, which, which is going to be used to determine where each of the teams are, are located on the pit lane and also in the garages behind. So that was kind of interesting. So it added, added a new element to the test session. And uh, I think it means it, it also gave up instant opportunity to gather data from, from cars. That if, if, if there's any sandbagging, oh, yeah. because, of course, this is a balance of performance series these days. And the cars, you know, they're very different cars and engine combinations and are trying to equate the performance so no one just runs away and hides like the Cadillacs did last year. Um, yeah. but, uh, and one year ago, the Cadillacs didn't show their full hand at the Raw before the 24th in the test session. And, and then when we got back to the race weekend, all of a sudden they're going two and a half seconds a lap faster uh, and making everybody else look pretty silly. Well, this time around, uh, Cadillacs, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much showing their full hand. And they, they had a, pretty much a second on the field, well, half a second on everybody else, even the slowest of them. Um, yeah. So they're probably going to get pegged back a bit before the race weekend. But what's really interesting is you go back from fifth position, which is actually Dane Cameron in one of the Team Penske Acuras, the next 14 cars were covered by a second. Wow. Wow. Yeah, huh. exactly. That is competitive. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's amazing. Hmm. Well, so I know that. Pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, Cadillac. It, it was it was exciting for us. You seen a big, nice American brand like that doing so well. Uh, but man, they were dominant at, at last year and uh, throughout the season. And it's going to be interesting. I'd like to know more about that engine reduction. You know, the six two to five five. I mean, look, they could have trimmed off even more. That thing was obviously uh, with plenty to spare with horsepower and torque and everything else. But uh, I'd like to know more about that. But. Uh, well, what about some of, you know, what about Corvette? You know, I mean, they've kind of been a little off this year. I mean, the last few years and uh, how they look this weekend. Corvette in GTLM. No, no, no. They won the championship uh, last year again. And, you know, they, they, they had a, it was a fabulous season in GT Le Mans. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, exactly. Ford, Ford Chevy, uh, Ferrari and BMW. Uh, and, uh, and and the Porsches, of course. And again, once again, they're all pretty closely matched this weekend. Uh, at the end of the qualifying session, uh, the order was Ford, Chevy, Ford, 
uh, Porsche, so three different manufacturers in top four, and they're covered by two-tenths of a second. And like I say, the qualifying session was interesting because it, it, it pretty much hmm. invited, you know, IMSA effectively invited teams, look, show us what you've got. We're going to look at all the data. They've got some pretty sophisticated uh, technology and people looking after the, uh, the, the quality of the cars. And if, if teams are found to be not pulling their weight, so to speak, I, you know, sandbagging to use the term, they're going to get pulled in. And during the weekend here, three different teams are pulled into the pits during a session because they can monitor this data real time as the car's out on the racetrack and say, hey, you're taking the mickey here. You're, you're coming up to the, to the speed trap to, lap, uh, where the speed trap is, lifting off the throttle and then getting back on again. And uh, so you're not showing your full weight. And they pulled three teams into the pits during, during, this, during this weekend just to show they're serious about trying to uh, make sure that people don't try and circumvent the rules. It's pretty interesting. I would so love to be a fly on the wall for that. Well, Jeremy, what, what do they yeah, do about it on this weekend, for instance? What, we know what they can do once the season starts, but this weekend, what do they do? They just well, make it known? <laughs> They make it known. That's exactly right, Les. I mean, you know, they, they make the point. They pull, it, pull them into pits, show them the data, and yeah. say, okay, what's that all about? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I, and I, 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 I believe that the team's always... Mm. But, Jeremy, I was getting a cramp in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, 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 try, they tried to come up with a couple of excuses, but uh, I, I am top them, and, and they parked the teams for the rest of those sessions. Ooh. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, so so you know, word got around, and 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 I, I was ha- happened to to talk to a couple of technical people later on in the day, and various other. Uh, while I was talking to him, two other manufacturer people came up from from the different car seasons and said, um, you know, basically, hats off. You know, we're we're, we're impressed with with what you're trying to do here. Now, there's always going to be some wool, you know, people trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, but industry is certainly taking it seriously, and uh, and they're, they're taking a good bite trying to to uh, achieve what their goals are you know this is uh the, i always felt like that that was a heck of a it's a horrible job to be in charge of balance of performance yeah. right because <laughs> you're never right everybody hates you and yeah. but but i always thought they did a pretty good job but you know what why not use as much technology i love adding this qualifying session but why not use you know real-time data now is it's it's getting easier and easier with technology so why not use yeah. all this and, and, and be serious about it? And that way, you know, people are going to go, okay, I know this is the way it's going to be. If I, if I mess up, I'm going to get caught. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and I think that's exactly what's happened. I mean, last year, you know, Cadillacs qualified on, on, on the front row of the grid, two Cadillacs on the front row, I mean, four Cadillacs on the front row, front, two rows of the grid last year, if I remember rightly. And then uh, the final race of Petit Le Mans, because they pegged the cars back, with various means, aerodynamic, gear selections, revs, all the way through the year. And when we got to Petit Le Mans at the end of the season, the two Action Express cars, which had qualified on the, on the front row at Daytona, were on the back row of the prototype grid at Road Atlanta. And, uh, and, and I think, well, I believe, I'm, I'm told, at least, the Cadillac guy said, look, it was kind of a bit, of, a bit embarrassing. When, when you look at DPI was a brand new... New category for last year, right? You know, Daytona Performance Internet uh, uh, Prototype International was a new class last year. Cadillac came in super well prepared. Clearly, didn't show their hand at the Raw before the 24th test. Uh, Nissan, on the other hand, was literally brand new 
at, at the test. So they'd done no testing whatsoever. The cars were literally just being completed when they got, got them to the racetrack. Uh, and then the Mazdas, their chassis, the Multimatic Riley chassis, just wasn't on a par with the other, with the other chassis last year. So it was kind of a, sort of a hollow victory for Cadillac. And then yeah. they had to peg them back because clearly they were going a lot faster than, than, they, than they claimed they could go. It was, a, it was a little bit embarrassing. It was almost a hollow victory, if you like. So I'm told that the Cadillac uh, Big Brass has told the, t- the teams and, and the engine, you know, the guys in charge of the engine, which is ECR, uh, look, you know, let's just do this, play by the rules. Uh, let's let him, uh, you know, do what they say they can do, i.e. match everybody's performance, and then may the best man win, rather than trying to cheat their way to the top. Who who knows what's true and what isn't? But I I do believe that they they will peg back the Cadillacs a little bit for the first race of the season. And I hope it's going to be, you know, just provide some great competition for all of us who are there watching. No, it's a good point because every manufacturer out there can make all these cars way more powerful if they want to. So let's let's make sure that we're doing it right. But hey, Jeremy, have you got exactly a, a couple right. of minutes to, to stick with us through a quick break? Of course. All right. All right. Well, well, uh, Jeremy's down in Daytona, so we're going to get some more information from him after this quick break. You're listening to Speed City. We're here in Austin, Texas, back for 2018, and we'll be back after these messages. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The Racetrack. It's where legends are born, where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education from 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel. Don't matter the situation. No matter what you've done or where you've done it or how well you've done it. We'll make you better. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back back to Speed City. Presented by Mosing Motor Cars. All right, we're going to go back to Jeremy Shaw here in just a second. Yeah. I wanted to talk a bit. Want to want to make sure everybody knows we're going to talk some Formula One here in a few minutes about some of the changes and some of the things to watch for in 2018. But what do you have, Les? Well, I was going to say, you know, we've seen the likes of Lando Norris come from the lower Formula side. To Oliver go Askew, to TRS, you yeah. know, Toyota Racing Series. We just talked to Cameron, headed down there. I got to ask, 
Jeremy because he's always in the know. Jeremy, who do we watch next? Who's <laughs> about to break out on the scene? He's speechless. <laughs> or anything. I, I, mean, I mean, I think uh, it's, it's a tough one. But certainly Lando Norris, uh, the youngster who's actually going to be sharing the car, one of the um, United Autosports cars with uh, Fernando Alonso, he clearly is pretty exceptional as well. I mean, you know, Alonso made one of the quickest ever ascents to Formula One. He, he came out of karting as a world champion. He won a uh, you know, pretty good single-seater championship in his very first year of car racing. That was the, the Open Formula by Nissan, I think it was called back then. Yeah. He, did, he did one season of, of Formula 3000, and then he was in Formula One. Well, this kid, uh, Lando Norris, uh, his first season of racing, uh, he won uh, in uh, the Formula, what's Formula 4, effectively. Second year, he won TRS, like you guys are talking about, Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand. He won Formula Renault. Um, and then, and then this past season, he's won the, the European Formula Three Championship. So he clearly wow. is on the yeah. fast track. Yeah, and you know, he's one of the test drivers for for McLaren for this coming coming season. Reserve drivers, I guess, is what they call them these days. But yeah, clearly he's he's a bit of a star. Watch out for that young man. Yeah, uh, that's one that's absolutely been on the radar in, for the last you know a little bit here. So he's going to be mm-hmm. fun to watch. But uh, yeah, so- and other kids. I mean, there's a, there's a young American actually called Neil Verhagen. Who is yeah? Uh, I've heard the name. Europe with with some Red Red Bull uh, support for the, for the, he's maintained that for next year. He's going to be racing in Formula Renault. Uh, he's just uh, just sixteen years old, and he's a pretty exciting talent as well. Well, Jeremy, what else down at the Roar? I know we've talked about a bunch of it, but there's we could probably go on for hours about what all you've yeah. seen down there. But what other exciting things have have you seen that caught your eye down in Daytona? Look, there's so many stories down here. It's brilliant. And one of the interesting things was the crowd yesterday, particularly on Saturday, was immense. <laughs> I mean, you, there, was, there was hardly anywhere to park in the infield of Daytona. Um, it, was, it was incredible. I've never seen the roar like that. I mean, there was almost a race day crowd there just for the testing. Wow. That was interesting. Um, the, the, you know, some of the other stories on track, the, the new Acuras, the new, the new Team Penske cars, they're going to be fast this season, I think. Uh, and what was really interesting, I had a very quick chat yesterday with Juan Pablo Montoya, talking to Formula One, yeah. and, and what's cool about it is he is having so much fun. I mean, I've <laughs> known Montoya for, for a long time since he'd raced in in the Barber Series, I suppose. God knows how long ago that was. Way before he went off to F1, of course, and through his, through his IndyCar career and, and what have you. And I've never seen him this relaxed. It's really fun. And he, he was excited because uh, his, his kid is now racing successfully in go-karts. He was at Daytona last week uh, watching after Sebastian. I think I believe one of the races at uh, Daytona Speed Kart Weeks. That, kind of, that was kind of fun. But he's just loving driving these cars absolutely loving it <laughs> well i uh you know those guys when they move from formula one i, I think the pressure cooker after that it, it seems the pressure cooker formula one everything after that seems a little more fun rather than so intense it's got to be part of it but hey i gotta ask you about but these cars i mean they've got really good performance in these cars it's super competitive, all sorts of different manufacturers in there. And he loves the, the multi-class aspects of endurance racing as well. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see him and how he, you know, how he copes over a full season of it. Well, speaking of veterans and, and the guys who've been racing for many, many years, uh, Scott Pruitt announced that this was his last Rolex 24. I don't know that it's coming up. Uh, I don't know how many he's won, but man, he's uh, he's Mr. Daytona. And and, and uh, did you get to run into him this weekend? 
I did, yeah. He's won f- five or six, I think. Yeah. One of the two. I don't think anybody's won more than he has. I think he's actually tied with Andy Lally, if I remember rightly. But, uh, no, I mean, God, what an ambassador for the sport he has been after uh, all these years. He's still enthusiastic as ever. He hasn't lost much in pace either. Um, and uh, and he's, he's still super competitive. Uh, but, again, you know, he, he's realised that, you know, time, time marches on um, and that, you know, he's, he's what he's more than mid-50s now. You know, it's time to, to, to hand over to some of the younger guys. But he's still going to be around. You know, he's going to be a great mentor for Lexus. So he, he, he told me he's re-signed with them to be an ambassador for them. He's going to be doing various commercials and all sorts of other things as well. So he won't be lost to the sport, but what a great what a great guy he has been for this sport over the years. He's, he's driven just about everything. He's, he's won in just about everything. And uh, just a great character as well. Yeah, one of those great guys in motorsports. He's been on how the show. Many watches, yeah, how many watches does a guy need? <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, oh, wait, I shouldn't say that myself. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got two, three Rolexes on each arm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I hope you had fun down there, and of course, we'll be uh, following you all season and seeing. Because if you want to, you want to see who's the next up and coming. Jeremy Shaw is the guy to follow, yeah. and uh, and he's always uh, guiding those young. American racers towards Speed City so we can have them on the air. But, Jeremy, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, have, a, have a great season. I'm looking forward to it. Call me anytime. All Absolutely. Right. Happy New Year, buddy. Yep, Jeremy Shaw. You can follow him online. Uh, his uh, his uh, Twitter is Jeremy Shaw Racer, so check him out. He's actually pretty active on Twitter. But he's right. You know, uh, we didn't get the opportunity to speak to him about the scholarship that he helps administrate, but it is awesome program for up-and-coming drivers yeah. to uh, get on the radar and and to get them the exposure uh really works out cool and it's like i said he is the guy for knowing who's coming up that's why i asked that question about the american yep it's uh, we will have to uh check in to neil verhagen and see what's going on yeah, in his life him. that's teamusascholarship.org that's jeremy's uh the organization he's so been so such a part of and such a key part of for a long time. But, but hey, I think I want to go ahead and take a quick break a little early, and we'll have a long segment at the end because we're going to talk some Formula One, and we're also going to get Jonathan Green to give us a quick call between airlines uh, airline flights on his way out to the Toyota Racing Series, and uh, we'll get him to talk about you know because he can tell us every minute detail about that series. And, uh, and we'll ask him what kind of tricks he's going to play on Cameron Doss as a rookie down there Uh-oh. at the Toyota Racing Series. All right, so we'll be back after some quick messages. You're listening to Speed City Live in Austin, Texas. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. 
Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorised technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Bozing Motor Cars is Central Texas's source for classic performance cars. British, German, Italian, Japanese, and American. Ready for that special car you've always dreamed of? Bozing has you covered. Looking to sell a classic? Let Mosing handle all the details and get that special vehicle in the hands of the right buyer. Visit the showroom at 2420 Westbreaker Lane or call 512-821-9491. Or browse the garage online at MosingMotorCars.com. Mosing Motor Cars. Drive yourself happy. Talk 1370. The right choice. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Oh, no! Oh, man! Hi, this is Jay Leno from jaylenosgarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. Uh, thank you. Our producer just <laughs> just played that little clip from Mr. Ma'am. Jonathan Green. Oh man, I haven't looked at that video of the uh, of the crash that he was caught. That I think it was up to like four million views or something, where he's screaming, "Oh no, mayhem!" at the Macau Grand Prix down there. Yeah, but, yeah. but speaking of Mr. Jonathan Green, we got him live from the airport in California. Mr. Green, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. Tell Casey he's a star. <laughs> that was Dylan. <laughs> that was Dylan. That was Dylan, the producer. Oh, that was Dylan, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, happy New oh, Year, buddy. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year to you, and a happy New Year to you all. I never thought I'd be on the same billing as Jay Leno. That was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're on your way to New Zealand for the Toyota Racing Series. Uh, you know, we just had uh, Cameron Doss on, and... Uh, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, you've been doing this for so long, Jonathan, and it's one of those series that that a lot of people, it may be under the radar a little bit, but it's a really important series, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive, and it's become more and more um, important as the years have gone on. And I think, um, you know, it just seems to grow every year. It, it, it started off um, a decade ago as a sort of junior New Zealand series, and it's run by uh, Toyota New Zealand. And, and basically, it was. I mean, Brendan Hartley was the first winner of the first race, so it gives you an idea of, you know, uh, hey, hey, how long it's been, but what kind of talent has come out of New Zealand? New Zealand, and of course, that includes Mitch Evans, who went on to GP2, um, obviously Earl Bamba. So it's, it's proved to be what New Zealand set out to do, which was create a championship for their young drivers. And Chris Amon was, in fact, the great 60s driver. Uh, Chris Amon and Formula One driver was the sort of patron of it for many years. Um, but what's come out of it is now that the, because they invited all the foreigners over, as they have done for many years. But so now um, it's become a testing bed, as you mentioned to Cameron, because it's so intense five weeks. 
So it's become the place to be in the winter to get, you know, uh, time on track. Uh, and now we've got, like this year, we've got an Academy Ferrari driver in Marcus Armstrong. He's actually a Kiwi, but he's already been successful in Europe, but he's coming back. Richard Bashaw, who also is a Red Bull junior, um, he's coming back for a second year. And while we had a lot of fun making, making fun of his name last year, it's dead serious for Richard this year because he needs to win this championship. He's going to stay with Red Bull. You mentioned Neil DeHagen uh, is another Red Bull guy. So, you know, the, the, it, it really is... On, a, on one hand, it's a lot of fun. On the other hand, it's pretty intense. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that's great. I, I love the fact that they've been, they've, they set out to do this and they've achieved the goals, you know, spot on, no doubt. And, and, a lot, and you know, we've had uh, several people that, come, that have come and tried that and, and, uh, and realized that it was a lot trickier and a lot more difficult than they thought it might be. We had some, who was that last year that... Uh, Connor went down at one point. I think that was last year. And yeah. Connor Daly. Well, and- Will, Will Owen, Will Owen um, basically struggled a lot when he went down there, but now he's having a huge blossoming um, in sports car racing and is going from strength to strength. So that's a one good example, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, well, Jonathan, man, we are so excited about 2018. We've got, as, as usual, we, we got you on the road doing covering the – uh, covering the, the the fantastic series that that's Toyota Racing Series and a few other things, but uh, but Formula One, we're looking forward to that. And uh, I was just telling Lester and right after we came out the last break that I'm looking forward to MotoGP and of course any all the other two wheels. We get you know Moto America, of course, uh, moving right along in their plans, kind of kind of like what you were just saying with Toyota Racing Series. They've got a very specific plan and moving on along those lines. And uh, I mean 2018, I. I mean, any thoughts from from you on 2018, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a serious motor motor racing year uh, in many ways because there's so much going on. Um, you mentioned Formula One. I think it's going to be really interesting in Formula One because, you know, there's been a lot more balance now with McLaren getting away from Honda, yet Honda actually coming to a point where they might give Brendan Hartley something that is actually genuinely competitive. So the, the story throughout Formula One, Vettel's got to bounce back because he had really a horrible year last year, when you think about it. He blew the championship. And Hamilton was kind of out-handed, really. Um, so, and Hamilton's got to be on his game again because they are going to catch Mercedes. It's not yep. a matter of when. It's, a matter of, it's about, not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. But the, the, the other exciting side for me is the other side of the pond, which is the Indy car series. I think that's going to yeah. be, gonna be a break, breakout year for them. I mean, I say breakout year. It was huge this year with Fernando. Um, but I also think that put the world's attention and the international attention on Indy again. We've got seven Brits and the British team in Carlin Motorsport uh, who are doing their first full season having dominated Indy Lights with the likes of Ed Jones and Max Chilton. And they've got Charlie Kimball and Max Chilton yeah. to do a full IndyCar series. So that's exciting. Got a bunch of Brits uh, coming over to kind of do the same thing as Fernando for the 500. Uh, Jack Harvey, uh, with, uh, with, with um, Sirius XM sponsorship, is, is, is going to be good at the 500, and it's got a extended series. Remember, he was on the show before Christmas. So there's, there's a lot of really good stories. And, and of course, the poster boy is absolutely the man we have from Sonoma, Joseph Newgarten, who I think will also have a massive fight against Scott Dixon. So that, that, <laughs> that tells you everything you know about my excitement. And, of course, I'll be... Letting you know about Toyota because I think we're going to find a star out of there too. Yeah. 
Well, Jonathan, I'm going to let you run, buddy. I know you got to catch your next flight, and uh, we're really excited to be. I mean, obviously, you're going to be calling in from New Zealand to give us lots of updates from what's going on down yep. there during that. I'm chasing. I'm chasing Daps for you boys. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You got to do some initiation to play some tricks on him. Send him to the. Uh, send oh, I will. <laughs> oh, you know I will. <laughs> All right, Jonathan. All right, thanks, buddy. Right, Travel safe. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, <laughs> bud. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that comes out, how Cameron does down there this year. That'll be a great. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch an American down in the Total Racing Series. But You know, we uh, before the holidays, we were going through all the changes of Formula One for yep. 2018. And, and there's one in particular one I thought was really sneaky cool yeah, that we okay. didn't get to the list. I like where you're going. I like sneaky cool. And the, the sneaky cool thing that is not allowed in 2018 is... is uh, it's part of the steering linkage. Yeah. But what is so cool about it and sneaky is based on your steering, your turning now, this radius. Was, this was allowed last year, but not this year? It, it uh, not, you know, it's, it's racing rules. It wasn't necessarily allowed, but it wasn't oh, prohibited. <laughs> right, right, right. This year it's prohibited. And so, you know, what was so cool is based on your turning radius, your car might be a little bit lower using this old link that was in the suspension and so it's real interesting what did they call that it was uh well variable suspension height is the result of it okay well yeah exactly you know and so uh you know really interesting the way that played out and uh anyway they caught it you know there were uh, a few folks using it and that is one of the things that you will not be able to do anymore it uh you know they have proof that uh i believe it was ferrari and Red Bull were both using it. Yeah. And it's just a very small link up in the front suspension connected to the upright. It just allows the height to vary a little bit, reducing the amount of air under the car, improving the stability of it when you're in a turn. Yeah, when you're in a turn. And so, you know, you remember the old 48 Tucker sedan that had the steerable headlight? That's what I think of (laughs) is something a little more high tech than that. But uh, turn it hard and the car squats down a little closer to the ground. I think we need to bust out the welder and try that on your car and we'll see how it works out. If it works, we'll we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk about some of the things in 2018 to watch for in F1. What do we got about uh, 77 days, I think? Too many. Until Australia. But, uh, you know, obviously the big thing is can Ferrari catch Mercedes and, and, you know, and win. Obviously, this year or this past year, they did. They were pretty amazingly competitive with Ferrari leading the the championship for a while. But can they can they win it? Can they take it from Mercedes? You know, it's been a, a, an incredible run by Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg and everybody and the whole team. But uh, but can we do that in 2018? Obviously, that's going to be one of the big big stories to watch. And, um, and, and, you know, what do you, you know, I have a couple more in my head. Are there any that, that are you going to be watching in 2018 uh, for Formula One? Okay. So it, you guys got to go in and take a behind the scenes oh engineering my gosh. tour. Yes. I got to ask, you know, with the Mercedes team. Yes. Yeah. I want to now get into somebody else's garage and see if they're splitting apart the turbo units. There is so much benefit from that you know the transient yeah. heater that comes through and all that i just can't imagine that that's not being done and i actually found uh, a statement somewhere that that was done on some old industrial trucks 
Oh, really? Way back when. Somebody stole the idea from and 60 so, years ago? or Yeah, and that somebody brought it back for the kind of the same use. So I, I'm curious about that. Oh, that's a good one, too. But from, the, from a high-level point of view, I'm thinking about, like, uh, some of the big stories. Like, you know, is Honda going to be good for Toro Rosso, for example? And what about uh, McLaren with Renault power this year? I mean, these are going to be really, really interesting stories to watch with all the – all you know, the politics and everything else behind uh, it and all the drivers screaming and yelling and Alonzo and everybody I was else. Say, I say, I don't think we've alon- mentioned Alonzo's name in this break, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Renault and McLaren, that just seems odd to me in that combination, knowing that McLaren and Honda are, are cousins anyway. But uh, you know what? I hope it brings back a situation that Alonzo can truly be competitive because to be honest, I, I don't feel like he competed last year and it wasn't his fault. And, you know, the few times he actually was side by side with somebody, he showed his skill and talent, but he, he just didn't have the umph behind it to keep up. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Uh, what else? What about, huh, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Just get your opinion. Red Bull, who's, who's going to come out on top in the Red Bull? Because you've got, I mean, obviously Max Verstappen is the the hot young talent and the most i mean a lot of people are saying this guy's going to be as good as anybody ever or close to that anyway uh and of course ricardo who's been phenomenal who's obviously probably one of the probably the most likable character in formula one if not the most popular maybe behind lewis hamilton with his success absolutely but what about those two who do you think absolutely well you know i mean i always enjoy talking to ricardo in the paddocks Uh, he's a blast he's he is by the way in person and and going back, this goes back years ago. He is exactly as nice as he comes off. I mean, he's fantastic. Oh, the the before he was actually on the Red Bull team, yeah. meeting and talking to him here, uh, it was when really he, cool. First time we saw him in like twelve or thirteen, he yeah. was uh, he was just this super nice kid, and still is the same. I'm gonna you know as much as I would like to see Ricardo ahead because of that personality, because of his uh, fun approach to so many things, the shoey and doing all these kind of things. I would uh I'm gonna have to go with Max on sheer dependability. The guy's consistently there. <laughs> it's funny you use that word with him considering his luck with cars last yeah. year. You know, but he's he's got that determination and you know, youthful exuberance and, and the wild side still with him. And I think if he can manage to keep out of you know, his teammate or anybody else's Well and also keep in a reliable car. I mean, that was the big thing for, yeah. for Max this last year, too, is not having a reliable car. And speaking of that, I wonder how good Red Bull can do if they do keep reliable. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, who knows? I want to see great if, if they could start I see everybody. Yeah, I want to see everybody draw up by the Mercedes boys. Yep, absolutely. Uh, what else? What are the, some of the big stories? I mean, uh, one of the big visual ones is going to be the halo. I say visual, visual and safety. Sure. I mean, obviously, F1's been so safe for these last few years, but... Obviously, it safer, and safe, it's still more safe that, is better. That's going to take some adjustment, absolutely. And, you know, I, man, I just don't know what that's going to be like. You know, I'm waiting to see how they each place it. You know, it actually does go back through the cockpit uh, for its attachment points. And so it's not something real simple. It's going to require some serious engineering, which obviously they're already doing by now. But I am just hoping it is as successful as possible and i hope somebody comes up with a better design that looks better yeah and and you know what about the driver visibility that's going to be really interesting to see how in australia i'm really going to be anxious to see those post-race interviews how the drivers talk about the visibility of this 
this this halo well, and see how it affects them. You got to imagine in their simulators they're already practicing with it. Yeah. So before long, I mean, you know, I I think it's just going to be invisible to them before long. Yep. Uh, let's see what are the other big things that are going to be changing. Um, well, uh, w- one good one is, of course, um, we're about out of time, but w- the the last one I want to say is Kimmy. You know, is he going to is he going to stay at Ferrari? You know, is he going to do enough? I mean, you you expect him to. How old is Kimmy Reichen now? I mean, he's getting up there, probably what thirty seven somewhere around like that. there. But anyway, that's another one that, that I want to keep an eye on but uh we're just about out of time any any other 2018 for our i mean uh f1 for our formula one uh topics and changes you want to talk about less you know i just think uh i hate for them to tailor a rule to impede or help anybody but i want to see mercedes pulled back into the pack and not be so so predictable yeah, so dominant. Kimmy's nope. thirty eight. So you're recommending balance of power, a balance of performance. Oh in gosh, I do not want that. <laughs> All right, guys, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We uh, we of course are looking forward to this 2018 season. We're we've got some uh, some things we're going to be adding to the show this year. Hopefully. Seriously, yep. yeah, some some seriously fun stuff. And uh, so stick with us throughout the season. Check us out at speedcitybroadcast.com and follow us on social media. And we will talk to you live next week. Ciao, y'all. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 